Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And if you are on YouTube right now, you can see that this is one of our very few video episodes. And if you are listening to this some other way, uh, if you should like to, you can go to YouTube, type in We Don't Die Radio, episode 317, and you can actually see us. Who we're, who (laughs) I have the pleasure of interviewing again is the wonderful, wonderful researcher from Brazil. Her name is Sonia Rinaldi. She is co-founder and research director of EPATI, which the English translation is the Institute of Advanced Research on Instrumental Transcommunication. She's the author of 17 books and has been participating in research on instrumental transcommunication for over 30 years, and she is getting the best results in the world. And what this instrumental transcommunication is, is Sonia is able to record pictures, videos, um, voices of our loved ones who are deceased. And I have seen her several times to her presentations. She's become one of my very best friends. She's up to so many great new things, and I thought it was time to have her back on the show. Sonia, welcome back to We Don't Die Radio. Hi, Sandra. It's a pleasure to talk to you and to your listeners. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, I thought we would have some fun. You and I have been messaging each other on WhatsApp with your new pictures and things. And I thought it's been, I don't even know, a year, year and a half since last we did the interview. So you're up to some new things. Oh my God. It's always a new thing. I think every, every time that I record, thank God, uh, um, either in voice or images, mainly in images, um, there happens new things, unexpected things. So I think it is so fascinating to work with this research because uh, never things repeat. It's always something new. And um, I see that uh, it will be surprising people, will be surprising moms that lost their children. So I think I'm very happy. (laughs) I'm I'm happy too. When I saw you give your... um, explanation and your presentation in both Boston and Orlando at the We Don't Die conferences, it just filled my eyes with tears to see how clear especially these pictures are of many times children coming through to their parents and then to have the parents right there in the audience and say, that's my son, that's my daughter. It, we all want to have a faith that, the afterlife is real, that heaven is real, whatever you want to call it. But when you can see pictures with their smiling faces and they're not pictures that are identical to a picture on earth, they're new pictures. It gives so much comfort. And I bet you that's why you're in this business, aren't you? Yes, for sure. I, well, for many reasons in truth, one, uh, one of the reasons is this one, the opportunity to help people. I think that um, we are on earth to support each each other. I think that life is not easy for anyone for different reasons. But I think that the loss of a child, I think, is the worst pain the person can ever face. Uh, 
uh, I don't know about, but uh, I personally, thank God, didn't have this experience in this life at least. Apparently, I, I, I had a loss this type in my last life, but not in this one. Uh, I'm just a mother of uh, a dog, <laughs> so I, I didn't suffer so much. But I think that uh, as I, I talk to many, many mothers, I see what they go through. And uh, they are all winners. And all them uh, deserve our support, whatever we can do to diminish a little bit this pain. Definitely. I, I know when I studied grief, we can experience grief so many ways. And obviously it's when someone dies. But when you think of a child, it's not only the loss of the life, but you know we have dreams of our future. We have dreams of the child's future. And all of that, I can't even imagine the pain. Yes. All grief is bad, but you're right. I cannot imagine the pain. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I think that uh, uh, and uh, e, e, w w what most is younger the child it is even worse because I think there is also the worry, uh, like saying who is caring of my child? Uh, is she or he uh, cold? Is she eating? Is she well? Is she happy? Oh, so I think that is. A, a, a very deep pain. Yeah. And it's wonderful. We can help these. Can you, can you imagine that? Oh, so I think I'm privileged. Uh, and I'm privileged to be your friend and be able to share this. And I know so many people, and even you who's watching or listening right now, feel free to share this episode because you never know who in your life or if you share on Facebook, who one of your friends may be grieving. And then a lot of times people keep it very quiet. But seeing some of the pictures, hearing some of the audios, um, before the end of this episode, I want to share some uh, free links with you that you can see so much more of Sonia's um, labor of love her work that she's doing. But Sonia, behind you, I see a lot of things. And I know <laughs> the story, but maybe since the last time we talked, spoke in this, could you tell us a little bit about the egg shape behind you and, and um, how you created what your new, yes, oh, what your yeah, new yeah, yeah. experiment is? See yeah, it? yeah. yeah it, 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 indeed. Um, well, I told you, Whenever you come to Brazil, and I hope you do, uh, I will need one month to put in order all my mess here because it, it is something, you know, because I, while I'm recording, I go throwing away things for not stopping. So let's suppose that I have a cloth in my hand and I would not use it with another, so I throw it in the floor and get another thing. So it is a huge mess here, as you can see. Uh, on my back, yes, but the eggs are there. And, um, well, I think that in truth, all the time I'm inspired because uh, I have ideas that obviously I, I wouldn't be capable to, be, to have myself. So uh, the eggs are one of these ideas. I don't know how I, it came to my mind. And um, thanks to Scott Milligan, I had the opportunity of putting in practice uh, the first videos um, so that uh, 
I, my idea was that inside those eggs, which are nothing more than plastic egg for uh, making chocolate eggs for Easter. So it is something absolutely cheap. It's something like $3. And, um, and indeed, it started to work and, and wonderful faces started appearing inside. And um, I, I, I saw that I called this experiment as Milligan experiment in honor to Scott Milligan because this, he made it this possible. And yes, uh, I think that uh, uh, incredible faces with movement cre was created inside and uh, some uh, uh, deceased ones uh, that died, for instance, at the age of 20, 25 years old, appeared inside the egg as a little child exactly as they were. And then the mother sent me the few pictures of when they were little child or little boy. And yes, it was just the same. So this really incredible. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. And for the Milligan experiment, I remember at our We Don't Die conference in Boston, Scott asked, Sonia, what do you need next to move forward? And you had this idea that if you had four mini projectors and all pointed in the same place um, with static or whatever it is you play, that that would be the next step. Well, it's called the Milligan experiment because Scott went out to buy four of these mini projectors and presented them to you so you yeah. could do the, the next stage. And Sonia, the images are absolutely Amazing! <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the incredible is that uh, uh, he gave me in Boston, and then I had one month to test it because I'd like to see if I was right with my idea. And indeed, in Orlando, when we met, thank God I could show incredible images, and the moms, many moms, were there in the audience and could see their child in this, the big screen. And I said, oh my God. So it's just beautiful. And we're go I'm not, uh, we're recording this on Zoom today and neither Sonia or I are perfect on Zoom. So we're going to try a little, um, I want to share my screen because there's something I want to show you. Sonia had, has been regularly sending me pictures of children, um, people that, she doesn't recognize. And then I've been posting them in my We Don't Die listener Facebook group. And there have been some mothers that have said, that's my son. I know this. And that's just been amazing to be able to connect. Yeah. And so I saw one of the pictures that came through just reminded me of my father. I thought, oh, and that's, in my imagination, what he would look like when he was younger. But it was a little blurry. And even though my heart wanted to believe, I wasn't 100% convinced. But it made me happy. So then I start talking to my father. and said, Dad, <laughs> if you're trying to do this, let it be a little bit clearer. See what you can do. So, Sonia, you had sent some other pictures. And I tell you, they resembled my dad what he looked like when he was in his 20s in the Air Force. And then one day, you sent me the picture, which I want to show, that 
beyond a shadow of a doubt in my heart of hearts, that's my father. And I got goosebumps. I was filled with joy. And even me, who believes in the afterlife, brought my knowing and comfort to just an unbelievably new level. And what's been happening this past week, Sonia, is in my dreams, my father's been coming quite regularly. He would show up in my dreams before, but just like anybody else. So it could be my subconscious, but it's almost like he's my buddy. He's on my path, whatever I'm doing in the dream, dad's there. And then I've been waking up in the morning, just feeling like dad's still alive. And then I remind myself, well, he is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> not not in the place that I can see him. So let's try this technology and I'm going to try to share my screen, okay? Yes. We're gonna try this. I have no problem, no. Let's see, here we go. Let's see here. Okay, let's share this. Okay, here we are. You recognize this. Yes, uh, the projectors. Okay, yeah, so this is the Milligan setup, and you can see how the projectors are going um, all into the center. So this is yeah. one of... I'm uh, sorry, Would you please, uh, can you return? Just yeah, the, of course. The image. Yeah, this because I, I, I just note, I don't know if you did, but uh, without anything, without starting, without projecting, can you see a face? I think that I, I, um, I, it won't work if I show, if I show. But there is a face here in the egg, a transparent face. I don't know if you can see oh, or if the, 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 the people will see. But there is right. a, a nice face there already waiting for us. Oh, that's amazing. Just amazing. Okay, so we're going to go to the next slide. And this is just a representative of one of the pictures that you had sent me. And this actually looks like two faces, two people. Yes. And you sent me this one, and that's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is important to, to comment, Sandra, to take the opportunity. Two things. One is that uh, when you mentioned that your father appeared renewed, and that is uh, uh, usually as uh, they appear. Uh, even that the person died, uh, let's say, with the age of 60, 70, 80, 90, uh, this person will appear uh, as he or she was uh, by the, uh, their 30 years old. So that is the case of your father. And uh, also about animals, yes, they survive and they live, they live in the other side and they also get uh, younger uh, they usually appear like puppies. So it is very nice. Oh, that's great. So then this was one of the first ones that you sent me that I said, you know, that reminds me of my father. And it, I've seen many pictures of my dad when he was young. And so that I think is when I started talking to my invisible father saying, if you're there and you're in Brazil, <laughs> try a little harder. So then this one came. And again, it, he's got, it looks like he's got a tie on and like a suit like he would have had in the Air Force. But again, I wasn't convinced, but my heart really felt like my father was trying to come through on your images. So then you send me this. Yes. And this is the picture 
and the biggest face in the middle is, is my dad. I'll show you my dad in, in another shot here. But I showed this to my aunt. And the other fellow that is not as clear, she recognizes that as her uncle, who was very, very close with my father. So that would make perfect sense. And then I wanted to just show, because you were kind enough to send me the video of what you recorded. So I'm just going to play this. It's only 25 seconds. And you can see it gets dark, and then the face appears and then disappears. And, of course, you were right there, and you get to see many. There it is. And one important detail, Sandra, is that your father is smiling. Yes. Right? And look, uh, look, look in the trans image at the left, we can see his teeth. And uh, in the picture that you have, he is not smiling. So I think this is nice. Yes. And also in the picture, the black and white picture, he's looking right at me or at the photographer. Whereas the other picture, he would be looking over my shoulder like he's looking at someone else. Yeah. So this, this is absolutely amazing. And then, Sonia, I had to put this. <laughs> this was wonderful. I laughed so much. I sent it to many of my friends. I thought it was wonderful. I made, I made Sonia laugh because I said, imagine what it's like being in the spirit world, knowing that this woman in Brazil is capturing um, images uh, so many people <laughs> waiting in line. Oh, poor them. <laughs> I can just imagine it. Well, one of the important things by you experimenting and by us sharing these is that it will allow other people in time to be able to experiment as well. I always say, you know, whenever it was that the first cell phones came out, they were these big big boxes that people would carry around. And now we have all technology in our hand, accessing almost all the knowledge in the world in seconds. Even us talking on Zoom right now, who, who knew that could ever happen? This could yeah. ever happen. And so I think if you get some young minds or people that say, oh my gosh, that's possible, that they can also do some of these and you just never know um do you see possible in the future what do you see possible in the future with trans images well i think and i hope that this may be closer not so much in the future <laughs> maybe closer to us yes. and uh, maybe i think that with that uh, technology let's call uh of the egg which I think that the other side doesn't propose to use simple things to show that they don't depend on us. Because you see, it can't not be more simple than the plastic there, the plastic egg. So it is something nearly ridiculous, and it worked for because of the real technology is in the other side. They are the good ones, right? We are just receivers. Right, uh, so I think and hope, and who knows, we can show something in August in your next event. Let's see. Uh, I think that this the the CCD ones 
will be able to materialize inside the X and uh, that we can show to the audience, maybe. That is what I think of future uh, in short time, yes. that uh, we will get uh, them materialized more than what we have today. Uh, let's suppose, um, also it is somewhat a, a promise of, um, promise, you know, a suggestion that Daniel, uh, Scott Milligan's guide, one of them, made uh, saying that uh, they would uh, appear inside the, she called it the dome, he didn't say egg, but for me it is the same thing, the egg and the dome, and he said they would move the head inside. And uh, that is what I hope we are nearly reaching. Uh, I think it is a future in short term. Let's see. It's very exciting. And when you talk about August, I haven't released this yet to the public, but we can do that now. Oh, we are. No, it's a perfect time. It's a perfect time. Um, we are creating a We Don't Die discovery course, which is a five-day full event. And it's much smaller. If you attended We Don't Die Boston or Orlando, it's much smaller. There may just be about 40 participants there. But the idea is to have um, one small group that's very powerful that we bond, get close together. And Sonia will be there. And we'll be experimenting, of course, small groups. And then also we'll do groups, the whole group together with different experiments. But Scott Milligan, who is the world's top physical medium, will be there as well, holding it'll be two seances during the week. And which if this is your first episode, you might say, what is she talking about? But in the darkness of a small room, there have been voices of people's loved ones that have spoken again to their loved ones. There have been touches. There have been, um, it's just beautiful. I can um, tell you a little bit more. Uh, you know what I'll do makes it easier. In the description of this episode, I'll have some links of different episodes you can listen to to find out more but phil and carrie will also be there they're two of the best evidential mediums that give they have so much love for the people in the spirit world but their evidence when they do a reading on people is just tremendous so they will be there doing a demonstration but my one of my important things is that people leave that course knowing that you are a soul having a human experience. So there will be um, different things we do that we can tap into our own psychic sense. So that will be absolutely miraculous. Also, Nick and Stephen, who run Banyan Retreat, will also be there, and they will be teaching healing and, and much more. And then um, Reverend Kevin Lee will also be there. There's something called Precipitated Mediumship, which is a whole nother kind of thing, but it's where the spirit world can create artwork out of different things. Um, for instance, um, you could have a box that just has crayons on, in it and some paper, and you can open the box and there will be drawings and things like that. There's a whole world of different ways that the spirit world gets through. So it'll be a five-day course, more like a workshop, that you're close with the group and you get to experiment with some of the top, I say, people that have great evidence of the afterlife. And even you mentioned Daniel. Scott Milligan 
is fantastic that he is 20, over 20 years he has been sitting in the darkness, quieting his mind, letting the spirit world work through him. And he has some helpers that actually speak through them, through him. And I had witnessed that Daniel had some advice for the next steps for Sonia. And I thought, oh my gosh, they're all working together, aren't they? Yeah, it is true. And it was so surprising for me that they, because in truth, I was already using the egg, but you know, it was just something like an inspiration. I couldn't, but Daniel in a seance, in a trance seance, he explained the reason why the egg functioned. I said, oh my God, they knew everything. So yes, they, they are working together. And um, we hope to get to work together in August too. Right. It, it will be great. There's never any guarantees. It's all yeah. experimental, but that is the best way. Bring your love, bring your energy, your enthusiasm. You'll meet some great new friends. And I think that, well, I believe this is the first time you will be openly demonstrating what it is you're doing. So it will be such an opportunity for anyone who's there. I, I think it's a once in a lifetime event. So you can find out more. I think the easiest way is if you go to wedontdieradio.com. This is episode 317. And right next to the episode, I'll have a link so you can find out more about that. So that's exciting. So I'll see you in a few months. But what I want to talk to you also is something I didn't realize you and I both have a passion to help. And that is impacting and having less suicides or no suicides on planet Earth. It is near and dear to my heart because there is so much of it going on. And it, would you talk a little bit about yourself and why you're so passionate? Uh, for this team, you mean about suicide? About suicide, about getting to children. Oh, uh, yes. Well, uh, I think that um, I was very uh, impressed and very shocking when uh, some three years ago I was supposed to help some American moms. And uh, we had 30 in my, in my list for helping. And I was uh, shocked when I discovered that uh, nearly 20 moms had lost the children with suicide. I said, oh, my God, what is that? How can that be such a number? It is too much people, too much children. And uh, when they sent me the data and uh, the pictures, I, I was saying, oh, my God, how can this wonderful, beautiful girl, beautiful boy who has everything, the love of the parents, uh, many times they were rich, no problem of education, and they kill it themselves. Oh my God, what is that? What is going on? And then I thought, I think that the problem is that they are not aware. Uh, usually, uh, well, not even adults, and even worse with the teenagers, they are not aware that if they are looking to die because they think that, that they will reach nothing, they are wrong. Because they open their eyes again and say, oh, 
oh, I thought I was killing myself, but I didn't. And then he'll be shocked, confused, and all sort of things will pass to his mind or her mind because he was not informed that, yes, we survive. For uh, happily or unhappily, the fact is that we survive and there, there is nothing that we can do to stop this. So I think that what is important also to mention is that this is not a mystical idea, this is not a religious idea. Uh, happily, mainly in the United States, there are lots of research on consciousness. What we call survival, diseased ones, uh, anything that you can call soul, uh, the, the academics, the scientists call simply consciousness. And the consciousness survive after the, bra the brain death. So this is not religions. This is reality. And there are lots of uh, uh, investigations and research on consciousness done by scientists. So uh, this is important to, to defend the idea that we're not defending uh, a religious point, okay? For me, this is science. And I think that it is more than, than time to teach, to do educate people about survival. I see the pain that those moms are living because it is absolutely uh, impossible for them to admit that the, the son or the daughter uh, passed away before her. But unhappily, this is something that we have to understand when we understand life and why we are here for. So... I think that we have to learn about sur survival, about, about afterlife, since we are child, because when we are adult, it is too late. I see the suffering of this mom. Obviously, we can, you, you could ask me, oh, but then means that uh, if the person is aware that uh, afterlife is a reality, if he lost a son or a daughter, this person will not suffer. Obviously, that you will. Obviously. But I think that is in a different way. I lost my husband. I lost later my mother and then my father. But for instance, when I lost my husband, I will not say that I didn't suffer. I suffered as any other person, but I knew that in one week time, I would be able to talk to him again. I could see him again and he would work with me. So I was sad. Obviously, I was. But I was not under despair. It is different. So I think that uh, uh, if we can teach now the moms that are devastated, it's a bit late. I think that this matter of survival, uh, Sandra is pioneering something. But I think that in the future, this will be a matter obliged in all schools on earth. I hope that in maybe 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, these will be obliged because uh, it is uh, part of biology. Uh, it is not a question of uh, we wish to survive. No, biologically we survive because it is something like uh, uh, the software. Our, we have the brain, which is the hardware, 
and we have the, the mind or the soul or the spirit, which is the software. And the software, it is as you get in your computer, you take it from one computer to another. It is just like what happens with, with us. We have this body, and one day, Sonia will not be on this body anymore, but you'll be going, being Sonia, and there'll be a few in the future in another body. And uh, so I'll go with my, my, my track, my journey for evolution. So what uh, Sandra was uh, suggested that I had to talk in the beginning was that uh, I thought of teaching children about afterlife. In which way? In cartoons. So I think that it, obviously we, ha we have to speak their language so that they can understand. And for that, I created uh, a story uh, which intends to be a series. So I started with the e-magazines, which I think it, it is uh, easier for children to use in tablets or cell phones. And uh, I think that Sandra can share with us our first story, uh, which is based in Tesla's lab, because I think this is just the reality, obviously in a language for children, but uh, obviously we know that Nikola Tesla is the boss in the other side of the stations, transmission stations. Uh, so the idea is that he, Tesla, as a character, will receive children and talk to them and teach them about afterlife, about uh, everything, including suicide. Why we should never think of suicide? It is um, uh, to hurt ourselves. We cannot do it. Because in the following day that the, the, the child or the man or the woman killed himself or herself, uh, at the moment uh, he just killed himself, he opened the eyes again and say, oh my God, I thought I killed myself, but uh, I'm alive. And he is not. And she is not. And this is absolutely shocking. So we can prevent this, I think. We can help to prevent. And that is what Sandra was thinking in doing, in supporting this idea, this project or whatever, to educate, to prepare children to avoid the suicides, to prepare them because one day this child will lose his or her grandfather, her grandmother, the mom, the father, a brother, and in future, who knows, a child. So I think that if we can do it, we will try. That's it. Yeah. So I, I, oh, I love it. I love it. I, I found a few things about suicide because I, I really didn't know. Um, I know we often hear, in, especially in America, how many of our veterans die from suicide. And the number used to always be 22 per day. Now it's up to 25 per day. And then that had me looking. And although I don't have all the global figures, I, and, and I apologize if you're in another country, but this just gives you a taste of one country. So the country I picked was the United States. But there's almost 48,000 
suicides in one year just here in America. And on average, it's about 129 a day for every suicide. And Sonia, I don't know if you know this, but there are four more people that attempt it and they just don't, they aren't successful. So that tells you the amount of depression and and stress and things that happen. And in 10-year-olds to 24-year-olds, it's the second leading cause of death, and that's globally. And the first cause of death is unintentional injuries. But for young people, for the second cause of death being suicide, it's, it's too much. And globally, the group that the suicide rate is, is rising the fastest is for those aged 15 to 17-year-olds. And one thing I learned on all the courses I've ever taken, they say between birth and about seven years old, your subconscious, your mind is wide open and things that you learn become truth. So if someone says you're a bad kid over and over when you're young or you're stupid or you're not good enough or you're not lovable or no one's ever going to love you, all of those things can go into these young minds and become truth for the rest of their life. No matter how smart they become, it'll never be enough. And so I, when I found out Sonia's passion and the children's book idea, I thought this is a great way to get into those young minds and give this information. And also if this is something important to you, and this is the listener or viewer right now, there are very few children's books about the reality of the afterlife. And I think it's time to create some and start telling the kids the stories. Sonia, you've heard, I'm sure, stories of children who the parents think that they have imaginary friends, imaginary friends, And they shut down whatever that psychic sense is. And it's possible uh, children, like I think many animals, can see the unseen world. Right? Yes, yes sure. Yeah. And uh, it is not imaginary at all. No. I mean, what they are seeing. <laughs> That's, it, it is right. Yeah. And uh, I think that, uh, yeah, yes, we, we can reach the the. the the point of the root, you know, uh, that is the children, so that when they grow, they will know all about these and see normally, you know. And uh, I think it is uh, really amazing. I was surprised with the number of suicides in America. And uh, you could say, oh, my God, but they have everything, you know. They will have school. They will have everything. Why? So uh, I I finally thought that it is um, uh, there is a difference. Whenever it is an adult that decides to commit suicide, uh, he will have uh, many reasons: uh, financial problems, uh, uh, not to be loved. Let's say uh, uh, serious problems. But for instance, I, I treated of a case of a young boy of sixteen years old. Tell me. Which problem a little boy of 16 years old may have? Beautiful, perfect, good family. So I think that it was just a misinformation. Uh, 
I think that uh, this uh, boy was uh, uh, seeing life uh, such as, you, you know what, you get a book and then you are reading and then you say, I, come on, I, I'm sick and tired of this book. I'll put it in the shelf and that's it. This life is not like this. You cannot say, I'm sick and tired of life. Let me put in the shelf. This doesn't work, you know. So it is a, um, it, they are missing information of the responsibility, which is to be in life. And I'm sure that we can do it through cartoons, uh, through, through a good conversation. And uh, one day I hope that this becomes absolutely a normal theme for every day in the schools. I think that's really terrific. I do. And just for anyone who's watching, and I, I believe you feel the same way, Sonia, is after the 20 years I've been researching, when someone does end their life by suicide, they aren't punished. They're greeted with open, loving arms. I do think, though, they realize that they didn't die and they can still see the suffering that's left behind. And I know for every one person that dies, whether it's suicide, whether it's cancer, whatever that may be, so many people grieve and there's so much pain. And to get the young people to know that life is a journey, yes. it's discovering, there's good, there's bad, there's joy, there's hard things. But every bit of knowledge and every bit that they do, it really helps, I say, educate their soul. And yes. so, yeah, while there's no punishment, I think if they know that suicide's not the answer, because I, like I showed that picture of all the people waiting to get into Sonia Rinaldi's laboratory, <laughs> I also believe that earth is one place where our soul can get so much education and emotions and learning and discovery that I imagine there's a huge line of souls waiting to come here. And so if we can educate the young minds, even the old minds that their life is important, it matters that you work things out here. There can be so much joy and I, and I think it really will impact um, the suicide rate. And, and thankfully, we can actually see the numbers of what they are. And we'll be able to see, Sonia, as time goes on and as far as we can get this message, those numbers starting to come down. Yeah, we hope so. Absolutely. And before I show the children's book, because that's what we're going to do next, could you just describe a little bit why you have Nikola Tesla and then the other father Landell, I think is his name. Father uh, Landell, yes. Yeah, why why they're part of this? And I, um, have you received trans images and communications from them? From both, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. in truth, I, uh, Sandra, the idea is to uh, to transform the the reality, let's say, the the laboratory as something that. It is uh, something for children to, to play because the idea is to also to include some games so that they can practice some words uh, and so on uh, related to, to phenomena and everything. All based in science and not based in religions for God's sake. 
So the idea of uh, having Tesla as the main character, it is because he's our general boss, indeed. And uh, uh, he's our boss, we know, uh, for the latest three years. When our, uh, let's say, our results in images and uh, voices started exploding, the quality was surprising. And uh, I have been living incredible phenomena that it's uh, difficult to describe, but I'm sure that uh, Sandra will gift our listeners with my two last uh, uh, e-magazines, not for children, but for, for us adults. And uh, you will see what is happening. Uh, the phenomenon talks by itself. So uh, you, you come to a point, you, you have to say, no, this cannot be done by humans. Uh, this has to be from the other side. And this biggest mind is called Nikola Tesla. So uh, I, I, the idea is to create, uh, I created the, the lab for the children to, to visit also. And uh, beside this Tesla, in the first story, there, uh, there is another, a second character who is, uh, all of them will be inventors because in truth, in the laboratory, in the real station, transmission station, the north transmission station, there are huge minds there, uh, all Nobel Prizes that uh, are conscious of the importance of what, what, of what they did when they were on earth. They are working in the station for the good of mankind. So they are working in new devices and everything. By the way, just to, to make a, a parenthesis, I don't know how to say, uh, Daniel also, again, a Scott Milligan a guide, uh, said recently uh, that whenever I was, would be trying my Zeke experiment, he said that this, for them, for the other side, is old already because this was already tested and then and that they were uh, uh, um, uh, ahead of this. So, the separates. So, uh, in this laboratory uh, where Tesla is the main boss, is working many, many great minds. And one is, in the first story, Father Land Roberto Landel de Moura, who was a Brazilian inventor, maybe maybe one of the greatest inventor. This father lived by the time of Nikola Tesla. By the same time, he had been in New York to try to, you know, he, he made some, uh, uh, he made some tests in the United States. He created the uh, devices in the United States and um, got some patents. But unhappily, he came back to Brazil and died uh, starving. But his... Uh, we should expect. But uh, he was friend, and now he, he appeared in Transimage, both Nikola Tesla and Father Landau. He goes on being father, it is in, interesting. He dresses like father still. And uh, I think for respect for the religion, he, he, cho he, he chose. And uh, he was inventor. And um, uh, that's why both are in the laboratory and uh, they will receive children from Earth while they sleep and so on. Now it is with Sandra. Okay. So, old, I want to ask you, the name of the children's book is Hello, Hello, Terra. Terra is another word for Earth? 
Is that correct? Yes, yes. In truth, uh, I uh, t- uh, um, in one communication, in one recording from Tesla, he said uh, he was talking to Terra, and then I I wasn't sure if this was also uh, the same as Earth because I knew as Earth, and then I thought I asked some American friends, and they said yes. Uh, we can also use the Terra, it is correct. So I said, okay, we'll be with hello, hello, Terra. That's perfect. Okay, we're going to do this screen share again. See if I can do my... Can you see? Yes, yes, it is perfect. Excellent. See, play. Let me just uh, turn on my light here. Uh, One second, because I think it is getting dark. You're sitting in the dark. And for our listener... If you're listening right now and you cannot see this, I will do my best to explain the children's book. But also just go to wedontdieradio.com and just under episode 317, that's with Sonia Rinaldi, there is a free link for you to see this, share it with your children. And also there's some links to her latest adult e-magazines where you can actually see the pictures of so many trans images and listen to some beautiful voices of people and also see Nikola Tesla and Father Landell and, and, um, and, and others that are working with her. So let's see. Here we go. Hello, hello, Tara. Adventures throughout dimensions. And Sonia, I think I'll just read this if that is okay. Yes, of course. Okay, and then we can talk about it. So we're in Tesla's lab, and Tesla says to a young boy and girl, welcome, kids. Little boy says, hey, funny, you look like an inventor I saw in a book. His name was Nikola Tesla. The little girl says, I agree, Lorenzo. It sure looks like him, but Nikola Tesla is dead. He died in, in... And then Tesla says, 1943. (laughs) The next page. Little girl says, but how can that be? If he is dead, how can he be alive? And Father Lendell says, in fact, children, this is him. And Tesla says, exactly. That's just the point. I'm dead, but I'm alive. Father Lendell says, My friend, you are more than alive. And Tesla says, oh, yes. And this, dear children, is Roberto Roberto Landell, the Brazilian inventor of the radio. And he died in, turning the page, 1928. The little boy says, I do not understand. How is this possible? Are you two dead? The little girl says, are you ghosts? And Father Roberto and Nikola Tesla are in the background going, ha, 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 ha. Tesla says, humanity is on the way to discover the truth that death does not really exist. For centuries, researchers and scientists have been gathering evidence that proves the fact that we survive the death of the physical body. And Father Landell says, when I was alive, I had many experiences of talking to the dead. I even created some devices for communication. The little boy says, devices? Wow, this is great. Can I borrow one? 
And Tesla says, calm down, kid, all in due time. You two are proof of what we're talking about. And the little girl says, what do you mean? And Father Roberto says, your awareness, that is your spirits, they are here in our dimension. But at the same time, your physical bodies are sleeping in your beds. Look. So now the two scientists are showing the little boy and a girl a monitor, and it's a little girl sleeping in bed with her teddy bear. And she says, awesome, look at me. And the boy says, and me, but wait, if I'm at home sleeping, how could I be here? And Tesla says, well, kids, it's what we call being out of body while your body is sleeping. Your spirit made an astral trip to here. And that's inside his laboratory. The little boy says, uh, oh, did I die? No, not at all. You see, in your neck, there's a silver cord. This cord connects your spirit or consciousness to your physical body. And the girl says, I don't understand what you're talking about. Tesla says, it's really very simple. Human consciousness is lodged in the brain, but it is independent of it. When a person dies, which is the case with myself and Mr. Landell, a copy of the body called the astral body accompanies the spirit. And we go on living without the physical body. In the case of you two, your spirit, which is also called your soul or your consciousness, left your bodies when you were sleeping. Soon you will awaken and you may even remember this experience. The little boy says, that sounds complicated to me. And Tesla says, you children better go back. Soon it will be dawn on earth. But remember that you are our guests and that you can return here in our laboratory in the beyond. Here we work with many scientists to bring evidence of life after death to those on earth. And Tesla says, because we know that when this is proven scientifically, it will change the world. And Father Lendell says, come on, you two must be on your way because you will wake up soon. And the boy says, can we come back tomorrow? And the next picture, you see the little boy. He's in his bed, scratching his head, saying, what an odd dream I had. I dreamed about Tesla, Nikola Tesla. Can you imagine? Can it be? And that's the end. It says, to be continued in your next book. Oh, Sonia, that was really great. (laughs) I think that is uh, fun. And I think that the children can um, read normally, you see, and you think so natural. You know, the the, the only ones that that are surprised are the adults. Children will not be surprised. (laughs) But they do say that we're all connected with this silver cord and even um, those who have near-death experiences, they're not quite 
dead yet, even though everything might have stopped, that silver cord still brings them back. And so when we dream, we can go to other dimensions and even they can come into our dimension. Like I said about my father coming into dreams. There's a lot of people that are talking about out-of-body experiences. It's all, I think, tied in together, but we're very much alive. Sonia, that is a beautiful book. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, the idea is to make a series and uh, maybe to publish one per month. So that uh, children, but I don't know still how to work with these. That's why I showed it to you. It's so new. and uh, But I think that we have to find still uh, a way to make these to, to reach the children somehow. But uh, I think that the other side will care of this. Well, the good news is there's going to be many viewers of this and listeners. And there might even be someone who has a great idea. So yeah. if you're someone with a great idea, you can easily get in touch with me, sandrachamplain at gmail.com. And we do have a passion, though, to get to children, even to adults. This is, although a children's book, it's something you can share with children, you can discuss with other people, uh, discuss with the children and talk about it and just get all of our minds activated on the reality of, of the afterlife. It's really great. It's it's very fun. And again, if you're listening to this episode, you didn't see this, but it's easy. Go to we don't die radio.com. Just scroll down to episode 317 with Sonia Rinaldi. And there is a link, free link to the children's book. Also to um, the conference that we're going to have in August. And it will be small, so depending on when you listen to this, it may be sold out already, but there will be more, I promise. Also, I will include your past e-magazines because they will show the Milligan experiment, the start of it, and then the second phase that you have. There are so many pictures. Yeah, it's true. And I think that uh, people will be surprised. Uh, well, I am surprised myself every time that I record. So I imagine the people that is uh, just knowing these now. Uh, but yes, I, I, um, these Milligan experiment, if, thanks God, it is Tesla's uh, idea, I suppose, uh, is working and uh, we are developing very fast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where we will, what we will reach, but uh, the, the nice thing is to to uh, accompany these day by day. So, I, and Sandra is uh, frequently, nearly every day, I send something to her, new image, and se- I send it to her cell phone, and she she is impressed. And I think that uh, I think that is how um, anything linked to Tesla has to function. Oh, it's really wonderful. And I also want to say to our listener or viewer, for the past 30 whatever years Sonia has been doing this, she has never charged a penny to any parent or anybody. She has been working hard and doing this from herself to the world. And so one of the things myself and others are committed to is that we can collect some donations to help her further her development with this 
incredible science. And so also, if you go to wedontdieradio.com, episode 317, there's a couple of links there. There is a GoFundMe page that is, if you want to donate, you don't have to, but feel free to. That would be so appreciated. And then also, like a wedding registry, Sonia and her team have created a list of things that they need or would like to have, and it is on Amazon. So there might be just something there that you wish to say, you know what, I can afford that electrical cord, whatever that may be, and and that can go to Sonia. So again, we don't die radio.com, episode 317. So Sonia, we are rounding the end of our hour together. Is there anything else you want to share? I wish I could give you a giant hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. No, yes, I, uh, just to say something uh, about this question of, of uh, the donations. Uh, it is the following. Long ago, uh, one communicator uh, said to me uh, some, uh, something like this. Uh, if something can be done by one person or by ten we prefer to be done by 10. And in truth, I, I immediately thought, oh my God, I'm so quick in my things. Sometimes uh, to work one is easier. And then I learned that no, this is not, it's not uh, uh, as they want. They want people to join. Um, so uh, if the person says, I have $1, oh, wonderful. She's close. The, 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 the important is not the $1, is that she's linked to us and, the, and she wants to know more. And that is our function. So I, I kept this uh, teaching and I, I think this is uh, what they want. Let's try to follow it. Absolutely. And you're very much like me. We don't want to be the, in the spotlight, the center of the attention. Uh-huh. But we're the ones doing the work, getting it out there. So I said, remember, it's about the message, not the messenger. That was wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Because we want all this to live on, even when you and I are off this earth. And I remember when electronic voice phenomena first really became mainstream, it was only being done and experimented with a handful of people. And there was a movie that had come out, a scary movie called White Noise. And even though it was, it didn't give a true demonstration of what EVPs are because it's messages of love that come through. It got many, many, many people interested. So it got some of the right people interested that are able to develop this to another level. So I think with people finding out, watching this video, seeing your e-magazines and things like that, it can really be the start. And also, Sonia, one of the reasons I'm so excited that you will be in August in Orlando is selfishly, I love sitting in the seances with Scott Milligan. I love Carrie and Phil, Nick and Stephen from Banyan, Kevin, who's doing his part. And I thought, I wonder if we could create a laboratory and have (laughs) as part of the course that we can experiment alongside with Sonia Rinaldi. So the big group will be together witnessing you and giving you energy, experimenting. We have no idea what will happen, but also you will be taking Uh, there'll be small groups of us that will each take turns being by your side and not, um, well, 
everyone can see behind you the eggs, but there's also other things you do with fabric, with the bubble wrap, with who knows what other things that we can experiment with to uh, capture the images of our loved ones. So it, it will be an experimental week, one that has never been done before. So I'm really excited that you said yes, and we will have fun. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I intended to take with me uh, some things, things that I use here usually so that uh, people can learn, can repeat, and uh, we can talk. I think that it's very important for the people to understand what to do, why to do. So nice. that is uh, what I plan to, to, to do with the small groups. And I hope that these make those people happy. And as you say, you'll have fun. We will we'll definitely have fun. And um, I have traveled to this Banyan retreat several times and wanted to create that experience in the United States, one of just complete love. I've never felt so much love than being even at our We Don't Die events. Love from the human beings that are with us and having so much fun but also being able to touch the hearts of people that are grieving because that is the thing that brings us all together and to give comfort that we don't die. And then also to actually feel in so many ways with the demonstrations that the life after death is real. So I'm very, very excited. So that's August 11th through 15th, Orlando, and again, go to wedontdieradio.com to find out more. <laughs> All right, Sonia. Well, it is with that that I wish you a beautiful rest of your day. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, our hearts, for all your work that you are doing. And it's interesting. You never know the difference that you make on planet Earth and even to one life. And it is my firm commitment to share your beautiful work and inspire minds who want to participate and get to the children and even the children at heart to let them know the reality of the afterlife and have no more suicides. So I'm your partner in that. And to our listener, thank you, or our viewer right now, thank you for taking this time with Sonia and I. Uh, I have her website that will pop up, which is epatty.org, and you can sign up for her mailing list, and you can find out the new things that she's doing and the e-magazines and things like that. Um, also, on wedontdieradio.com, you can sign up for my Insiders Club, and that's just my mailing list, but I will keep you in touch with all great things that are happening and encourage you, if you're a Facebook user, you can join us. Just type in We Don't Die Listeners. I've got a Facebook group, and it's a great place to be. Uh, share your grief, share your passion, share your signs from your loved ones, whatever that may be. It's We don't always have people in our immediate life that we can share this with and talk openly about the afterlife. And there in that group, you can meet some friends, some great friends. So with that, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm always so happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. 
I do believe that life is an education for the soul, that you, my friend, you're important, your life is important, the good, the tough times, it all is an education for the soul. We truly do not die. You are one of a kind. If you can imagine your soul was once in that long line coming here to planet Earth, and sometimes we just forget who we are and why we came. But you're not alone. You've got friends that love you, even if we haven't met you yet. So thank you for listening, or thank you for viewing, and we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.